Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hi, and welcome to AutoLine Daily for Tuesday, August 5th. I'm Barbara Banier, filling in for John once again while he covers the annual Center for Automotive Research Conference. Make sure to check out AutoLine.tv for John's interviews with the executives who are attending that conference. But now, let's look at today's news. And we've got more quarterly profits to report. First up is Toyota, which posted better than expected earnings. The company sold 2.24 million vehicles last quarter, which is up slightly from a year ago. Its total revenue hit $62 billion, a gain of 2%, and its operating profit was up over 4%, hitting $6.8 billion. Its net income was up over 4% as well, reaching $5.7 billion. Toyota's strong quarter was due in part to strong sales in North America, cost cuts, and favorable currency exchange rates. BMW also posted its earnings for the last quarter, and the results are impressive. The German automaker sold over 530,000 cars in the second quarter, which is up 5% from a year ago. That helped push its total revenue to $26 billion, a gain of 2%. Its earnings before interest and taxes jumped 26% to $3.4 billion, and the company's net profit hit $2.4 billion, a gain of 27%. Last week, we showed you a couple of sketches of the all-new Kia Sorento, but that was just the outside. Now the automaker is showing off what the interior will look like. It appears that more of the controls have been integrated into the infotainment system, giving it a less busy look compared to the current model. Kia says it will have a larger cabin space and will use more soft-touch materials. The new Sorento will make its debut later this month in Korea. The amount of autonomous technology splashing onto the automotive scene has brought with it the fear of hackers controlling our vehicles. But most experts think the earliest we'll see a fully autonomous car on the road is 2020. So that has left some to wonder. How do today's vehicles hold up against hackers? According to a new study that focused on remotely hacking a vehicle from a distance, the most vulnerable are the 2014 Jeep Cherokee, 2014 Infiniti Q50, and 2015 Cadillac Escalade. That's because these vehicles have the most computerized features, with most, if not all of those features, communicating on the same network. This, for example, could allow a hacker access to the braking system through the radio. On the flip side of the coin, the least hackable vehicles are the current versions of the Dodge Viper, Audi A8, and Honda Accord. I'm sure the average consumer doesn't have to worry about their car being hacked, but a high-profile person may want to think twice about the vehicle they're buying. There's still hope, though. The researchers involved in the study have come up with a device that plugs into the diagnostic port, which can detect and prevent a hacker from gaining access to a vehicle's systems. Coming up next, a look at why Ford doesn't have plans to offer a mid-sized truck in the U.S. Here's another great thing about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. A comfortable, quiet ride. Oh. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. A few years back, Ford dropped out of the mid-sized truck segment in the U.S., but it still sells a version of the Ranger globally. 
With General Motors announcing it's jumping back into the midsize truck market, we asked Matt O'Leary, the Vehicle Line Director of Trucks at Ford, and our guest on last week's Auto Line After Hours, why the company decided to stick with just full-size pickups in the American market. Well, you know, when we looked at the market, um, first on the compact end, that, that segment, you know, was shrinking quite a bit. Um, and a lot of it was because the um, pickup trucks had better value than the compact trucks. The price difference wasn't that, that big. Mm -hmm. uh, gas wasn't that uh, expensive. And so, you know, we saw um, full size is the right way to go. And then in terms of trying to get to um, a, a lighter vehicle that doesn't tow that much, I mean, that's, that's really what we're looking at with the 2.7 leader EcoBoost with Auto Stop Start because that's really aimed at people that don't need all the capability um, and they're maybe more concerned about fuel economy. And right, I think in the sweet spot, you know, it goes up to 8,500 pounds towing and 2,250 pounds uh, payload. Mm -hmm. So we think that's the right balance of people who just want, you know, they want that vehicle for the occasional imperative when they have to tow something or haul something. But it can also be, you know, economical from a, from a fuel economy standpoint. But all these trucks are getting bigger. If you, the other day I saw a uh, F-150 from a couple generations ago, and it looked like a mid-sized truck. Yeah, <laughs> I saw an F-350. I couldn't believe how small it was. In 1986, F-350, I could not believe how small it looked. You know, so I, side impact has kind of raised belt lines, so the truck, you know, then the, then the box has to get taller, so the truck gets bigger. Uh, were any customers saying, what about parkability? Yeah, you have to you have to watch the parkability. Um, you know, I think we kind of pushed the limits with the 2009, uh, but the customers are are fine with that. Uh, that seems to be the right size. What they really want is you know the maximum flexibility between people carrying and cargo carrying, and so with that you know that longer uh, crew cab that's kind of the sweet spot for them because it gives them, you know, the best of both worlds, um, especially with the flat load floor, right? So you can load anything in there that you want to. And, you know, we don't want to walk away from that. So we want to give the customer not a compromise, but, you know, kind of the end solution. Mm -hmm. And going aluminum was really, you know, the way to do that. And it allowed us to downsize engines and other things to, to save weight. So um, to me, that's the future. This is a great discussion about Ford and its trucks. So if you want to learn more, check out our website, autoline.tv, to watch the episode. Well, that's our show for today. I'm Barbara Banier, Autoline favorite, Murray Feldman, will be hosting the show tomorrow. And I'll see you again on Thursday. Have a great day.